Hey everyone, just a heads up, this episode might have some sensitive topics. Enjoy the episode. My name is Joseph Smith, and I am a local security guard here. Hello and welcome to the Little Tokyo Talks podcast. My name is Walter Nishinaka, and today my guest is Joe Smith from Steel Protection Security. If you don't know what that is, it's one of the security companies that helps uh, secure a lot of our businesses here in Little Tokyo. Joe has been around for a really long time, and uh, I got to know him over the past seven years or so. Uh, so I thought it'd be really cool because he's been in Little Tokyo for about that long, and it would be fun to hear some of his stories. So, uh, Joe, you there? Yes, sir. How's it going, man? How are you? How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Good, good, man. I'm excited to be on the podcast. Thank you. Excited to talk about Little Tokyo, what I love, you know. Should be be fun. Yeah, man. So, uh, tell me, uh, did you grow up in L.A.? So, I did not grow up in L.A. I grew up in uh, Long Beach. Okay. And uh, it's actually funny how I got to L.A. It was, uh, I was working uh, a job doing staging and it was a terribly inconsistent job and my sister's ex was like hey you want to uh you want to work security never done it and then my first day I went to LA been there ever since nice and were you stationed in uh little Tokyo since then or were you in other parts of LA so for the most part I've been in little Tokyo I've been uh all over little Tokyo I have worked at different other spots like I've worked in uh, Pasadena. I've worked in uh, San Pedro. I've worked in uh, a little bit more towards the historical district of LA. I've okay. worked in uh, places like that. But for the most part, I'd say a good uh, five to six years I've been in Little Tokyo. Perfect. I remember um, the first times that I've, I've seen you, right? I mean, uh, I think the first times that I saw you, it was probably JCCC or um, or when you were with the green the green shirts. The what were they? What are they called? The Green Shirts, the bid, the business improvement district. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember yes, that's when I and you would always be on your bike too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what happened with that is I worked a security guard post commander for JCC for three years, and then two guys quit on uh, Captain Michael of the, of the Little Tokyo bid. It's like, hey, Joe, you want a job? And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> let's try it out. And then I was there for three years, and I was, man, a lot of my crazy times come from those three years. <laughs> crazy times. You have any? Um, yeah, we got. Let's hear a story um, when you were working for them, because I'm sure there's a lot of stories out there in general, because you've been around for a long time. Uh, do you have any funnier I'm sure you meet a bunch of characters here in Little Tokyo. Do you have any uh, stories as a as the green shirt security guard? So I have a lot of very bad stories and I have a lot of good stories. But I think one of my favorites was when I met this homeless lady by the name of Shorty. Uh, she's a short African-American lady on a bike. She loves the panhandle and she is quite spunky. She is, she's a feisty one. So the first time I met her, Brian, Brian Quito called us because uh, she was giving him trouble. And 
we went down there. I got to talk with her, and she ended up liking me, and I was able to resolve the situation easy. Uh, she came up to me the next day, and she's like, she said, you know, Joe, thank you for being so kind to me, man. I've, I've dealt with the arts district did, <laughs> and she used some unkindly words, but she's like, I called the police on them. <laughs> and I, was, I was laughing so much because she was in front of a place uh, panhandling and called the police on the arts district bid. I was having a good time. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, I bet you, you see, you meet a lot of people uh, being a security guard, um, especially in little Tokyo. Uh, you know, we're right next to Skid Row, but we're right next to the arts district. Uh, we're by the uh you know chinatown alvera street so i'm sure different faces different lifestyles different people just coming come and go right with my head i can think of a gentleman by the name of dragon i don't know his real name but recently uh over the summer i found out he got a home he's no longer homeless there you, you go know? it's great to see stuff like that and like i said i do have i do have some uh i guess to put it kindly would be enemies but uh you know, it's a new day. We let we let go. We live and let live. You know. Yeah. No, I I appreciate what you guys do. Um, you know, one of my friends is also a security guard in Little Tokyo. Angel. Um, I went to elementary school with him, and it's so cool because I remember the first time that I saw him in Little Tokyo as a security guard. I was like, Hey, I went to elementary school with him. That's a childhood friend, and now he's in my community protecting me and my people. You know what I mean? I thought it was the coolest thing. So, um, wow, that's very cool. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's super cool. And then I got to meet you. I mean, there's so many others. I mean, when it comes to security guards, you get to meet them, right? Like, to me, my personal favorite was Adrian, you know, probably one of the, friend, Adrian was a the friendliest guy in the guy. world. Yes, sir. He was a great guy. But hey, listen, um, do you have any favorite restaurants in Little Tokyo? So, um, I think food wise, gotta go Kodaku. Cool. I love the fried rice. Uh, I have a story of it. It was freezing one day, and somebody bought me some mobile tofu, uh-huh. and I I fell in love with that. <laughs> That's one of my favorite dishes ever with the rice and stuff. But I think if I have to go just pure time I've spent in a restaurant, it's not really a restaurant, but uh, Starbucks on the second the corner of San Pedro, we got so many calls there, and we had so many fun and crazy times in that in that place but if it goes to food i gotta go with kodaku but if it goes to fun time it's that starbucks right there the starbucks that you're talking about is the one across the street from weller court yes sir okay cool yeah right you across know, from the unity now it's so crazy there i think there's three starbucks in little tokyo yeah yeah there's the one, one on, on second uh, central yeah you got one on first in los angeles and you got one on uh second and Pedro. they're all within a block of each other <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It makes like a triangle of Starbucks. Um, I don't know if this is true, but the Starbucks that's on 2nd and Central, so the one by the Office Depot and those, I heard that's the busiest Starbucks in L.A. From what I've heard, I've heard that. I've heard, I don't know if it's the busiest, but I know it's definitely like top five. Yeah, that, I've, I've, that's what I've heard over there uh, in the past. But um, so, yeah, Koraku... You love the fried rice and the mabo tofu. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's my, my stuff there. My advice, so my go-to meal at Koraku is actually the mabo ramen and a side order of fried rice. 
So Ooh, you get the I'm marble, you get the marble and the soup broth and everything and the noodles. But then next to it, you have a little bowl of fried rice too. It's so good, especially on a cold night. Oh, I'm gonna try it, man. Thanks so, for the info. Yeah, of course. So um, currently, uh, where are you stationed? Where are you working? So currently, right now, I work full time at the Badoka on uh, Los Angeles Street, the the community center. Perfect. I uh, I'm the one of the main guards there. Uh, it's, it's a nice place, man. I love it. I get to see, uh, it, it's interesting because throughout the various jobs I've had, I've met, I met all these people and I know a ton of people in little Tokyo. I just don't know people's names and where they work and, mm-hmm. uh, the kind of hierarchy, like who's the big dog and stuff, you know, and then to actually meet, uh, these people I've known for years and, and to see where they work and stuff. Like I, I'm seeing a lot more at the Bidokan of the people from little Tokyo service center. Mm-hmm. And I've known them for, for a while from, uh, JCC. It, actually a funny story is, uh, there's been a couple of people so far that have come to talk to Ryan and Michelle and they came and saw me like, what you're working here? <laughs> like, what's up, Joe? I'm like, yeah, how you doing? Good to see you. Glad, glad you guys are okay. Glad, uh, you know, during the pandemic, it's a little scary. We don't know. Uh, who's still around and who's not, you know, so it's good to see familiar faces from something like seven years now through throughout little Tokyo. Yeah, well, um, the way that you and I got um, back together was I was at the Budokan and you were sitting there and I go, no way, you're working here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know him. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, fun, man, I'm so happy for you. I, you know, like, uh, like I said, you're one of the guys that you're one of the familiar faces that I've seen, you know, almost 10 years now, you know, you're somewhere, you're always somewhere in little Tokyo. Uh, you're always there to protect, you're always there to represent our community. And, you know, based on, you know, like, um, the uh, homeless lady that you you encountered, I bet you there's way more people that you encounter where the day after, a week later, when they see you, there's a better relationship between you and them rather than this, you know, oh, I hate that guy or, oh, that guy was so mean to me. You know, based on your character and how and how I've seen you, I know for a fact that there's never been a person. Well, I'm, like you said, there's enemies. But for the most part, I'm pretty sure everybody's had a positive uh, interaction with you. Yes, and, sir. And, and I think that's awesome. There's been people that I've legit... Uh, had squabbles with, you know, that I've had to put in handcuffs and, and even to this day, I'll, I'll go say hi to them and they'll say hi to me back, you know. Yeah. It's never, it's never personal, you know. Sometimes, uh, these homeless people, they, uh, they get, uh, drugs, man, and like they'll get on meth and they'll get onto some of these crazy things and they, they're just not themselves, you know. So yeah. I'm not, not particularly mad at you. <laughs> so it's like, uh, like there's a gentleman, Sonny, and I'll share more about him if we get to share some more stories. But me yeah. and him have his history for years, and I saw him the other day. And I'm like, I'm glad he's still alive, and glad he's still doing well. And he said hi to me. I said hi to him. You know, yeah. there's not there's no hate for anybody, and I like I just can't have you uh, doing drugs in front of my business or yeah. doing all this other crazy stuff. Yeah. You know. So, um, you know, as a security guard in Little Tokyo, you know, a lot of, hopefully a lot of my listeners are um, 
frequent guests of Little Tokyo, community members of Little Tokyo, and then also、um, people who maybe haven't experienced Little Tokyo and now they can go experience Little Tokyo. What advice as a security guard do you have, you know, when it comes to You know, keeping your guard up, making sure that, you know, if you see somebody kind of sketchy, maybe,、um, you know, go a different direction. Or how do we get in contact with security guards? You know,、um, like let's say there's a situation, you know, is there a phone number to call? Is there, you know,、uh, can you talk about that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. So、uh, the biggest thing is, is spatial awareness, right? Is knowing what's behind you, what's in front of you, what's to your side, you know. And,、uh, like, like for me, and I think this really goes for like security guards and police officers and EMTs. It's like when I go into a restaurant or when I go somewhere, I know exactly where the exits are. I already like it's just, it's like breathing. I know how I'm going to get out of there and stuff like that. But if you take the little, the little time to just not look at your phone and look around, right? Cause there's no, Uh, we're, we're right next to Skid Row. There, there's always going to be homeless people and there's always going to be,、uh, problems here and there, right? So if you can just take the little time to, to understand that, uh, that, okay, that person right there looks sketchy. Let's walk this way or, uh, let's not go into the alley at 10 o'clock, you know,、yeah. stuff like that. Another thing is, uh, be careful where you park, you know, at what time.、Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be in little Tokyo, Uh, past like 10 o'clock, don't park on third street. Park closer to second or first street so you know where your car is at. You don't have to be going towards Skid Row to get, get to your car.、Right. Uh, as far as,、uh, when it goes to, to calling people, right? So you have, know where the security guards are at. So you got 7-Eleven, you got security guards, JVP, you got some of the greatest guards there are. JCC,、uh, the Badokan, you got people like me and George,、uh, my supervisor. You got people like that, right? Especially if you, you know the places you'll come. And man, you, if you tell me you're having trouble with a homeless guy, trust, trust me, we'll, we'll, we'll be there.、Yeah. <laughs> I will, we'll do what we got to do. But、uh, I think the best thing you can ever do when it comes to just safety is just looking around. It's、yeah. just knowing, knowing who and what you're. Just knowing the sketchy people, you know? Yeah. They always say, like, hey, don't give them money. Don't do this. Don't do that.、Um, I, don't, I don't give the homeless people money when they're begging, but one thing I do, and I'm not sure if this is a good thing that I'm doing, I, but、um, usually I have leftovers and I'll be like, hey, you know, I don't have money, but you can have my leftovers if you want.、Um, what's your take on that? Do you think it's okay to do that kind of stuff? Or, I mean, Like, I do it just because one, you know, I have the leftovers and I'm full. Maybe I probably won't eat it. So I'd rather it go to somebody that wants it or needs it than to, for it to go to waste.、Um, or is that something that maybe I should cut back on doing? Like, what's, what's your take on that kind of stuff? So I think it's always great to give people food, right? Like,、uh, a lot of these homeless people don't have food. But,、um, I would say it's better towards the night because even during the day, I've noticed they have like the soup kitchens open and stuff. There's no, there's no stores of food. So during the night, I think it's great to give them food, but understand that,、uh, when you give,、uh, transients food, most of the time they're just going to leave all the trash there.、Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's like a byproduct of it, right? Like I, I, I don't, 
think it's bad to give them food. I think that's a great thing, and they need it. But uh, when it comes to keeping Little Tokyo clean, that that's uh, definitely a problem there, you know? Yeah, I get it. I guess it's like a, it's like a double-edged sword, right? Yeah, but ultimately I think it's better than giving them cash because when you give them cash, they're going straight to Skid Row to buy drugs. Buy drugs, yeah. And that's yeah. not good. Um, so what's your ideal day or like what's your routine when you get into little tokyo like um is there an office that you have to go to or do you report straight to the budokan or you know how do, what what's what's your what's your what's a day in the life of joe smith the security guard at the budokan so i think i want to ask, answer this question in like two parts i want to ask her because uh i i come at it from a work perspective but little tokyo is actually a, a home away from home for me so mm-hmm. I love just being there in general, you know? But when I'm working, I'm working. So when I get to work, I I report directly to the Budokan. Uh, When I was working big, we went to the the office there. We suited up and uh, got our bikes and everything there. But since I'm I'm just a security guard now, I report there. Uh, When I work in the morning, I go, I check everything, make sure the alarm was on, make sure all the doors were uh, close and then I open everything up, make sure there's no transients inside. And then, uh, what I do is, uh, I do rounds every hour and then I check for vaccination cards. It, it's funny cause COVID has really changed a lot of my job before it was just, uh, kind of keep an eye on the homeless and make sure they're not acting too crazy. Mm-hmm. Now it's just kind of like, uh, we need you here to check, make sure everybody's got vaccinations because the mandates and make sure everybody has masks and stuff like that. It's interesting because COVID has definitely changed my, just security in general. Yeah. Uh, it went from, it went from the main threat being homeless people to now the main, I, I don't want to say threat. I don't think that's the right word, but the main, uh, I guess purpose of your job is a little different now. Yeah. Um, and then my my ideal day, right? So I really like my Fridays right now. My like the actual day Friday, because uh, I only work four four hours. So I come in, I work from seven to eleven, and I work four hours. And I, I don't mind it because it's in the morning. So I come, I open up, I get off, and then I go. If it's payday, I go get my check. And I honestly just love going and saying hi to all the friends I've made. Uh, so I'll just go, I'll go around little Tokyo and just say hi to everybody that I know. I'll go to Starbucks, I'll go to uh, see my friend Mario, see George, and I'll just go get some food. And then uh, when I feel, I'll go say hi to Mike and Jeff, the big team. And when I, when I feel like I'm done, I'll just go home, you know, and to, uh, carry on with the rest of my day. Yeah, sounds like a good day, man. Sounds like a fun routine. It sounds, you know, for somebody like you, it sounds like a... That is an ideal routine. You know, you get to do your work, but then after work, you stay in the area and you get to just hang out for a little bit and then you could go home, right? Yes, sir. I have a couple more just random questions, but um, if you could go back in time and relive an experience you've had in Little Tokyo, what would it be? Ooh, that is a good one. So, I think uh, it may be a little cheesy, but I loved my bid my bid time. I loved working as a bid officer. I particularly loved working with my captain and my lieutenant 
Mike and Jess, man. So I think uh, this may be a little cheating, but I'd like to relive every day I worked with them, man, because it was, it was always something crazy and it was always some fun times and some, <laughs> some laughs and then some crazy times, you know. Like we've we we've been through some stuff. It, it it's really one of those where it's like you know how people in the army and maybe cops they they form like a band of brothers. It, yeah. It's really how it was with the bid team because you you were out there by yourself for the most part. You know, like the cops uh, are sometimes dealing with stuff and they can't get to you in a time, and it was just like it, it was an intense experience. Yeah, but you know what? There's nothing cheesy about that. I mean, it was a time where, uh, like you said, it was like one of the best times you've had. So, I, you know, I understand. I definitely get it that you'd want to relive that. Um, but looking into the future, um, you know, maybe one day you're going to have a group of people that will want to come and visit you. You know what I mean? Or if somebody's sitting down and talking about this, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember if I can relive an experience, it'd be hanging out with Joe, you know, or working with Joe, I think. I think that's kind of where you are, you know, um, right now. So one day, you know, that sounds awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so you've been around for, um, you know, seven, eight years now, almost 10 years in little Tokyo. Um, you've seen businesses come and go, right. Um, do you have a business? Is there a business, uh, that no longer exists anymore that you wish would be, uh, back in business here in little Tokyo? Hands down, uh, Johnny Rockets. I wish Johnny Rockets would come back <laughs> because we do not have enough good burger spots in Little Tokyo. That is it's not, not true. About- that is not true. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. Uh, I will I will, the let, I will let you continue. Okay, let me hear it. Let the, me hear only, it. the only place I know that has a burger is Las Galas, and I, it's good. It's a burger. Right? Don't get me wrong. But far from that, I can't think of a single restaurant that serves burgers. Maybe Mitsuda Grill. I'll give you that one. Joseph, right? I am gonna <laughs> I'm gonna drop the knowledge on you right now and tell you the best Dude, burger let I've me know, ever man. had. The best burger I've ever had is at, is at Mitsuda Grill. Mitsuda Grill has I, a pretty good burger. I love it. <laughs> I literally. <laughs> I'll tell I, I'll tell you right now, you- the burger at Mitsuda Grill. So that's what I get. So. If I'm not getting a burger at Mitsuru Grill, I'm getting a gotcha. But when I get the burger, it's so there's it's so normal. It, it it's perfect. I, I'll give it to you. They have a pretty good burger. I I will not lie. You're right. But that's two spots out of uh, Little Tokyo, man. Besides that, you got McDonald's down the way on on Sixth Street, and that's it. Yeah, you so, got the Farmer Boys down there too. By uh. Canton foods, but no, um, I do agree though. Johnny Rockets, it was a really nice, it was a really nice change of pace for Little Tokyo, right? Because you go into yeah. Little Tokyo, you think sushi, noodles, uh, teriyaki, you know, like the Japanese foods. Um, but yeah, Johnny Rockets, you can go and have a cheeseburger, an egg salad sandwich. You know what I mean? And so I, I get, yeah. I, I understand. It was something different, you know, and that was my main thing. It was like. Uh, I don't get me wrong. I love ramen. I love sushi. I love teriyaki. But that's everywhere in Little Tokyo. There's no, there's no uh, uh, decrease uh, of ramen and stuff in Little Tokyo. Like we're 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 fine on that front. We don't have any burgers or anything like that. I but agree. you're right. I'll give you news to the grill. 
<laughs> you know, burgers are my favorite food. So, um, you know, Johnny Rockets, not having Johnny Rockets. Yeah, I was, I agree. Um, but when, you know, because Me Too Grill's there, I, I never really had like a, oh, I miss Johnny Rockets, you know, because I had a place already that has the best burger in Little Tokyo. I got you. I'll give it to you, man. You're right. Mitsuda Grill. And be honest with you, when when I was thinking about restaurants, I did forget about Mitsuda Grill, but it it does have a good one. Perfect. Um. All right. So we're gonna take a break, and then when we come back, we're gonna do a little bit more of these stories because, uh, Joe has so many stories, and maybe some will be scary. Some will be funny. Some might be a little serious. But uh, we'll take a a small break, and then. Let's get back into uh, some stories. Cool. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Little Tokyo Talks. We just wanted to remind you to visit our website, littletokyotalks.com, to find the notes and recommendations from this episode. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you again for being a local here at Little Tokyo Talks. And we're back with the Little Tokyo Talks podcast. We're back with Joe. Like I'm, I said, I'm here. let's talk some more story here. I'm sure you have a bunch. Actually, what I want to do is I want to talk about scary stuff. So not, not scary like going down the alley by yourself. Scary more like, do you have any haunting, haunted experiences in Little Tokyo? So like for me, for example, um, I used to be the custodian at a church in Little Tokyo. And uh, I've had some pretty wild experiences when it comes to like lights turning on after I turn them off, uh, hearing my name being called and hearing knocks on doors, uh, elevators opening randomly by themselves. Do you have any scary stories about Little Tokyo? Uh, dude, all the things you were listening right there, I'm like, <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> been there like, done yes. that yeah um i i have a lot of uh things i can't explain uh at certain places but i think the the biggest one i have where i i just can't deny that that was something was uh was in the jcc garden and uh it was during the time where we had the allegiance um the music play. And it was, it was a crazy day. I, I don't remember what happened. I just remember I was tired. I was running around and just doing all types of craziness. And I go into the garden and that's one of the last things I would check. And I, cause I had a flashlight, you know, and I was like, the worst thing I'll find down there was a, a transient or a homeless person. And I went right outside the door and I took a deep breath. I went, and I, I closed my eyes when I, I took the deep breath and I opened them up and right where uh, the cherry blossom tree is, which is about halfway up in the garden, I see, and I kid you not, Walter, I see uh, a lady floating, uh, all white, wearing a kimono. Oh, <laughs> right? my goodness. Yeah, and I, I kid you not, right? So I see her there. I blink again, it's gone. I jet out of there. <laughs> I run. <laughs> I was gone. I was like, did anybody else see that? And uh, I, think the, I think the thing that freaked me out the most was, uh, so I, I could like maybe say like, hey, 
I was hallucinating or maybe I was like having a rough day and maybe I, I thought I saw something. But, uh, when I started telling people about it, man, I had like five or six maintenance and custodian people tell me, yeah, we saw her too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, well, I guess, <laughs> I wow. guess I actually saw something there. Yeah, man. That's wild. And, so- uh, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. And yeah, yeah. So as I started talking to people, right, correct me if I'm wrong here, Walter, but I saw her in a white kimono. Okay. And people were, te- people were telling me that white uh, signifies like you wear white in your death or maybe in your funeral or something like that. You know, wow. I, I have no idea, man. I mean, we, uh, I'll tell you what. So uh, I'm going to look it up. I'll ask people. And then on our website, uh, we'll put up some info on the scarier stuff like that. But I have no idea. I, I don't know. I can ask around. But okay. if that's what you heard, man, I, I believe it too. Hey, you know what? If you told me that, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look into it. We'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, I've never. Okay. So I've never seen like a a figure like that, like a clear figure. I've seen things like in my peripheral vision, like when I would turn corners, I would think that I see, you know, somebody kind of like walking, but I've definitely heard my name being called. Um, I've definitely had experiences where I turn off all the lights. And then when I get to my car, there's one light on in the very back. And um, I probably shouldn't say this, but um, that was one of those times where I was probably supposed to go back upstairs and turn the light off, but I looked at it and said, you know what? I didn't see that light. And I went home. (laughs) (laughs) I know that. I know that feeling well. (laughs) Um, You know, the Budokan, it's a, it's a brand new facility, right? Um, I remember I took a hard hat tour with uh, one of the people and I was telling her, okay, it's still under construction. You need to come up with the ghost story of the Budokan. And it, it'll it'll turn into like the ghost story for the rest of the history of the Budokan, you know. So hopefully, hopefully one day, you know, we'll be sitting there, be like, oh yeah, that's where you know so and so, the ghost of da 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 da, you know. So hopefully, we'll get that that ghost story going. You know, now that you mention it, I have seen something at the Budokan that was a little strange. Okay, um, well, you, well, you have to you have to tell me now. All right, so. Uh, you you know the Bidokan well, so you know when you go into the gymnasium, there's that double sided doors right next to the office, mm-hmm. and they usually have they usually have one open. Yes, and they have one closed. So I went to the restroom because I like to use the the urinal in the restroom. I don't like using the toilet in the uh, employee restroom right there. Okay, it's just easier. So I'm walking back, and I see uh, a shadow. Behind the door, it's like, you know how you can see through the cracks and you can see on the side? I see the shadow of someone walking towards that door. I saw the shadow, so I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. Let me go see who it is. Maybe ask questions. And when I turned the corner there to see the door, nothing was there. Oh, man. Yeah, so, and I'm like, part of me is like, man, Joe, you're just a little crazy, (laughs) man. But part of me is like, I saw that, man. No, it's the ghost of the Budokan. See, my idea uh, worked, and now there's uh, there's a ghost man. there, so it's cool. I, I started that. Remember that. <laughs> you put it into the into the mind. Yeah, man, there it is. I, I, I manifested it. Um, <laughs> no, so yeah, you know, I feel like Little Tokyo's 
old enough to have those kinds of things happen. So I'm sure it's common uh, in a lot of businesses. I'm sure a lot of the big buildings, a lot of the restaurants and stuff, they've probably seen stuff too. Um, what about some funny stuff, man? Like, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Let's get people off the uh, the edges of their chairs. Um, any funny stories that you've had in your experiences as a security guard? So we have so many. Uh, so I got two, but I think one of them's a little better than the other. So I think uh, I mentioned Sonny before. Sonny is a, a infamous uh, homeless person <laughs> in Little Tokyo. He, uh, he has caused so many trouble, and we, me and him have had some talks and some good times and some bad times. But one of the particularly bad times, he woke up, and he was mad because uh, I was kicking him out of a spot. And he woke up, <laughs> he took his pants off, and he had uh, some crap in his pants. So okay. I picked it up, and he started running at me naked with the crap in and oh my gosh! So, so I pepper sprayed him right, and he he was huffing and puffing right, and then he as soon as I sprayed him, he started crying. Man, he goes, "Why you pepper spray me, man?" <laughs> I was like brother, <laughs> I was like brother, you were running at me naked, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's not that bad, man. But uh, that one, me and Sonny had had some crazy times, but I think. The funniest story and one of my favorite memories of Little Tokyo is we uh, arrested this gentleman. He broke a window in JVP, and they decided not to press charges. Um, so we let him go, and he decided to be a knucklehead, and he didn't want to leave the JCC property. So we just started talking to him, man, and he, he started talking a lot of crap. So we called the police, and... Uh, he started talking a bunch of crap to him, and since he didn't want to leave, we just started talking crap back. This is one of the great things about being a security guard, right? It's very cathartic because every once in a while you get these people who just want to start uh, talking a lot to you, talking a lot of mess to you, and, and sometimes you get to talk a little back. You know? So uh, he started clowning. We call it clowning, clowning on our teammates. We started clowning on him. I kid you not, Walter. We made the guy cry, but yeah. <laughs> time the guy, the cop got there, and he he was crying to the cop, saying that uh, he's like these guys made us feel like I was less than. <laughs> but he was talking, he was talking the most crap, acting like he was the hardest person ever. And by the time we were done just clowning on him, he started crying. You know. What is it? If you if you talk the talk, you got to walk the walk, right? Exactly. So if, you, if you're gonna be about it, you get you better be about it, you know. Yeah. I you know I bet you there's like millions of stories that you guys have. Um, just out of curiosity, you know, you said that it's like a your your coworkers. It's like a band of brothers, right? It's like a like a team, like a family. Do you guys ever prank each other? Do you guys ever do that kind of stuff, or was it pretty serious? You know, like okay, we we got to be on top of it. We got to bring our A game. And I'll tell you right now, if that is something that we shouldn't be talking about, then we'll just cut it. We'll just edit that out. But just out of curiosity, you guys ever prank each other? Uh, we would prank each other all the time, man. <laughs> we would do stuff. <laughs> we would do stuff like whoopee cushions on the, oh. on the seats. We would do, uh, at one point we tried to scare each other. Um, 
And you're talking about people who, who are run, the first ones running, the guys with knives and like guys, like crazy things, right? Like, like we're the guys who would get the call, like there's a guy running in little Tokyo hitting people, you know? Like, so not a lot, not a lot of scares us. So we started doing really elaborate stuff. Like, uh, we would, I don't know if I could share this, but I think it'd be fine. Uh, like we would wait for each other after work and like pop out behind their car or something like that. It got, it got pretty crazy. <laughs> That's pretty jacked. Yeah, so, no, um, you know what? If, if you're cool with saying it, then we're cool hearing it. Yeah. I think it's fine, man. I don't, I don't think it's bad. Like we didn't, we didn't do anything too crazy, but we just tried, we had like a scare off and we would try, uh, we would mess with each other, you know? So I think it's fine. Um, so, you know, we talked about some scary times, like horror, like haunting scary times. Uh, we talked about some funny times. Um, but you know, your job is a very serious job, right? I mean, you're dealing with, um, you know, not just the regular homeless person, but you're dealing, you're obviously dealing with people that have other issues and, um, you know, personal demons, um, uh, has there ever been times where you've had to get physical or, you know, like that kind of stuff? I mean, I'm assuming that yes, but hopefully, and hopefully it's um, less times than more times. But has there ever been times where you actually had to um, defend yourself? So these are the stories I think I have the, the most of. And I could go on for hours about <laughs> this, but I think I'll, I'll share three stories. Uh, and I, I think, I think that would give us kind of like a, a good sense of kind of some of the things we had to deal with. So, um, we had this gentleman, uh, and this guy was, I, I don't know how tall he was, but I'm about six feet. I'm about five eleven, six feet. This guy was a good 10 inches above me. So he, he was almost seven feet tall and he was inside Seven Eleven, and he was trying to, and I kid you not steal somebody he was trying to he was trying to kidnap somebody um so we got there and, and we were able to get him into handcuffs and we had to wrestle with him for 30 minutes till the cops got there and this was a big guy this guy was bigger than me buffer than me i don't even know how we got him in the handcuffs to be honest with you it was, it was a struggle um and at one point walter some cops who were not working were staring at us across the street because they were they were on lunch. Mm. Uh, so they they were staring at us, and we're just trying to hold this guy uh, to the to the wall. And he was spitting on my partner, and I was trying to hold him. It, it was it was a headache. And eventually, we uh, were able to get him. The cops got there, and they took him in. It took a lot of cops to take him in. But that was that was definitely a day, man. I was sore after that one. Because, uh, so when you have somebody in handcuffs, the easiest way to keep a person in, in control is to put your arm under their arm and then put your hand on their back. So that's a, that's one of the easiest ways because you, you get control of their arm and you kind of get control of, you get control of their whole body yeah. in a sense. Um, so I had to do that for like 40 minutes straight till the cops got there, and it was not fun. It's a workout. So, yeah. So we've had that uh, another time, and this was during one of the height of uh, 
back back in the uh, back in 2020 during the highest, like the George Floyd riots and and stuff like that. We had a gentleman uh, kick a little girl. She was sitting on the floor, and he went by and just kicked her for no apparent reason. So we went to went to arrest him, and he pulled a knife on us. So we pepper sprayed him, and unfortunately, and this happens way too many times. I've been pepper sprayed so many times, Walter. Um, so unfortunately, I got pepper sprayed both eyes. And my partner got pepper-sprayed in one eye. So we got a gentleman uh, who got pepper-sprayed, too. He has a knife in the sand. We both got pepper-sprayed. And everyone in the intersection, I, I forgot to mention, we're in the middle of the intersection on First and San Pedro right now. And everybody's in the intersection uh, screaming at us because they want to go. And uh, unfortunately, it, it got turned into a bit of a race thing because the guy we were trying to arrest was uh African American, even though they, they didn't understand the full scope of the the situation that he assaulted a little girl. Uh so it, it was crazy. Luckily uh I'm really good with like not having my eyes open. I don't know why it's just a random skill I have. Uh and we were able to get the knife out of his hand and then get him in the handcuffs and get him to the other side across from the Kajima building. Uh, within about five minutes, it ended up working out well, but that was a scary time. Yeah, that's so. Like I said, man, we appreciate the things that you guys do, and um, you know, for the people from from the for the people that are looking in from the outside, you know, sometimes we see a situation, and yeah, the first thing we think is, oh, why are these guys bullying this person? But like you said nobody knew that that guy had kicked a little girl before, you know? So, um, you know, I appreciate what you guys do. I know what you guys are doing and, you know, people like you, we know that you're good people. So it's not like you guys are just going out and bullying people or power tripping, you know, you guys are legitimately there to protect us and you know how our community is. So I appreciate you. I'm sure I could speak for most people in our community when I say that we appreciate what you guys do, you know? Thank you, my friend. Of course. Um, well, thanks for sharing some of those stories, man. Like I said, um, we got a, a cool little section, right? We had a haunted story. We had some funny stories. We had some more serious stories. Uh, you told us about some of the different characters that you've met, both positive and negative. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, I have a few more questions for you. And actually, these are, I would lo- I, I'm excited to hear the the answers to these questions because you are a part of Little Tokyo history. You are a part of the Little Tokyo community. Um, and one of my big things is to to hear what what our community members think of like the future. So like what do you what do you want Little Tokyo to be after you're gone as in like when you retire from uh, you know being a security guard or whatever you're doing or if you even move like let's say a life, life-changing moment happens you got to move away or something but what do you want uh little tokyo to be after you're gone it's a great question man it's a it's a very deep question too and if i look inside myself i like to think uh if i ever have to leave little tokyo and it's kind of funny because uh to be honest with you i've tried to leave twice i tried to 
go get other jobs uh, that were a little bit better paying and that uh, would have helped me out. But it didn't work out. <laughs> it was like miraculously, <laughs> it didn't work out. And I was back in little Tokyo. And not it's not ever that I wanted to leave. It's just always uh, maybe there's a little bit better of a situation. But I think uh, the things I would want for little Tokyo after I'm gone is I'd want to first and foremost still be around because I know with a lot of these uh, kind of companies, they like uh, they come and try to buy up land and, and little Tokyo is getting smaller and smaller. So that's first and foremost. I'd like it to be around. I'd like it to be safer, um, especially during sometimes of the night. I'd like to get more ordinances and stuff and uh, maybe 24-7 bid security, stuff like that. But ultimately, man, I'd, I'd like it to be a place for for the community that that I know and love, right? That we could, that everybody could get together, man. That the, the Japanese people and the people who are there serving, like the security guards and and the merchants and the restaurants, that we could all get together and we could celebrate what Little Tokyo is, and it, it means everything for for different people. For me, it was initially just a job and became one of my favorite places to be. This is you're talking about a place where I've gone through some of the craziest things that not even cops have gone through, yeah. and and a place where uh, I've had people pull knives on me, I've had people throw needles at me, I've had people, uh, I've had to, uh, I arrested a guy with one hand one time. I didn't get to share that story, but uh, that's for the next time if I'm <laughs> ever able to come back on. Uh, and you're talking about a place where I, I've been through so much, and I, I kid you not, Walter, I I feel so safe in Little Tokyo. This place is like home to me. I walk around here. I walked around the streets of Little Tokyo at 3, 4 in the morning. And, yeah, there are crazy transients out, and there's some things going on there. But I love just experiencing life in Little Tokyo. You get you get a plethora of different people. We're so connected to Skid Row and we're so connected to the federal buildings and you have the historic, it, it, it's, it's in the center of a lot of the crazier, the, the crazier districts of, of LA, right? You got, we're right next to the arts district, You're right next to Skid Row. You got all the federal buildings stuff to the North and you got, uh, you keep going, down second and first, you get some of the historic stuff, uh, like on Broadway and all that. And I just love to see it all connected. And and I like to see, uh, I like to see that it's still around and that it's still okay, it's safe, and that it's celebrated as the community it is. Man, that was the best answer I could ever hear. You know, like I said, you are you are the little Tokyo community. You know, you are. You're, you're going to always be a part of Little Tokyo's history. Um, with that answer, you can tell that this wasn't, or like you said, this started out as a job and then it turned into something bigger. And you could tell that the love for Little Tokyo is there. You can feel it when you're talking about it. Um, you know, my goal, my goal for Little Tokyo is that Little Tokyo is the hub for all communities to come together and experience art our culture and then share their cultures with us kind of thing. You know, we, uh, you know, here in LA, they always talk about, uh, LA is a melting pot of culture. And I want that melting pot to start 
here in little Tokyo. And that's my goal. Um, but man, awesome, awesome answer. Um, so my last question for you, and this is, um, you know, like I said, you are a huge part of little Tokyo. You are little Tokyo. One day you're going to have grandkids and, you know, or kids and grandkids. And what, what do you want your little Tokyo legacy to be like when they come and they're like, grandpa, can you take me to little Tokyo? I want to see where you used to work. I want to see where you used to hang out. What do you want your legacy to be for them, for the next generations of people? And uh, even the next generations of security guards, right? I mean, even even now, um, when new security guards come in, you you know, what do you want them to to know going into it about Little Tokyo, our community? It, it's an awesome question, man. Um, when I when I look at, because like I said, it, it was originally a job, and it became a, a passion. <laughs> Just this place that. It was so unassuming when I first got there, and my first day was terrible, and and my first year, to be honest with you, was a little crazy, and I wanted to quit, but I stuck it out, and I've been here ever since, and I like to think that uh, I want my legacy to be not just security guarding, but I want to give back to Little Tokyo. I have ideas for, um, I have two ideas for two different businesses that I'd like to start up one day. Um, and I'd like to, to give into the economy of little Tokyo and to give into the culture and, and be a part of, uh, some of the community things. Like I, I love talking with like Steve, Steve, uh, I think, I believe his name's Nagano and, mm-hmm. and him doing sparkle and stuff like that. And, um, when I leave, I don't want it to, I want to leave Little Tokyo better than when I found it. And the way I want to do that, and I don't plan on leaving anytime soon because <laughs> I keep, keep at it. I keep coming back. So there's a reason why I'm here, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I want to open some businesses and this is something I've been thinking about. I even have a couple spots picked out where I'm like, cause you know, me being a security guard and a bid officer, I know where all the foot traffic is and where all the mainly people go, you know? So I have a couple spots picked out, and I think at the end of that, I just want to leave Little Tokyo better than when I found it. And when I found it, uh, it was already great, and it was already awesome, and it was already had so much history. You're talking about the Japanese people. You're talking about the even stuff from the camps and all the, the crazy, like, hundred years. Uh, I believe it's like a hundred something years that Little Tokyo has been around. And you're talking about a place that has such history and you have, even have uh, churches and temples and you have all this stuff. And uh, when I found it, it was great. And I don't want my words to say, like, I want to make it better, but I want to help make it better, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Again, both answers, just flawless, man. Uh, you're giving me goosebumps thinking about these answers. Um, Joe, I really appreciate you coming on today. Um, such a fun conversation. We're definitely going to do this again because, like you said, millions of stories, you know. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. So... I barely scratched the surface of <laughs> stuff that, that has gone on in Tokyo. And for our listeners out there, he works at the Budokan. Come and visit. If he's there, he's definitely going to say hi. He's going to talk to you. He's going to tell you some stories. 
um, all around just a nice, friendly guy, somebody that I appreciate as a security guard because I know I'm safe, but also I know that uh, there's going to be a good conversation coming out of it, and it's just a, a genuine person. So, Joe, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, before we conclude, um, is there anything, you know, any shout-outs you want to give, any uh, tips on security, uh, if there's anything that you want to uh, promote? Now is the time to do it. So if there's anything, go ahead. The floor is yours. I don't have much right now, but I'll just say support the Badokan, support uh, JCC and some of these places that are pouring into Little Tokyo, like Little Tokyo Service Center and Janum, all that. And uh, support support your security guards, man. Support still protections and JCC and the Badokan. Support the bid, man, because we, we get cussed at. I kid you not, at least like 10 times a day, especially with the bids we would get, man, we get so much from transients and from residents sometimes and just, just pure hate. And, and sometimes just a simple thank you or, or, Hey man, I saw you doing well in your job or something like that. It goes a long way because sometimes we, we can get a little bitter, you know, dealing with, uh, some of the, the hard things we have to deal with and, for someone to just come up and say, hey, man, I, I see you. Thank you for your service or something like that. It goes a long way. So I, I shout out Steel Protections and say hi to George at JCC, man. He's a uh, the guy who actually replaced me at JCC uh, as post commander, man. Go say hi to him. I got nothing but love for him, too. And go say hi to the guys at JVT, man. Just uh, support uh, the security guards, man, because when you support them, man, it, it gives us a little bit of a push to, to do our job a little better. You know, that that's the cleanest way I could say it. No, that's uh, you. Nobody could have said it any better. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on to the show, Joe. Um, really appreciate you. Uh, appreciate all of you guys and girls out there that are uh, keeping our community safe not just here in little tokyo but any security guard keeping any community safe right now uh shout out goes to all of you guys um with that that concludes the little tokyo talks podcast so thank you so much joe and uh i hope everybody enjoyed listening hey everyone thanks again for listening to the podcast don't forget to visit our website littletokyotalks.com for recs and additional episodes I want to give a special thanks to Ed Oyama for our Little Tokyo Talks intro music, Tokyo Lockdown. You can find Ed at Oyama's Music on Spotify, Instagram, and YouTube. Alright, catch y'all later.